Well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ and welcome to Truth Unveiled <laughs> with Jason, Chris, and we're excited to get into this. We're going to talk about fellowship versus isolation and how important it is for us in the body of Christ to have healthy Christian fellowship. Now, there's wrong fellowship too. We may touch on that, but but it is important that we we understand our need one for another, not in an unhealthy codependent way, but in a healthy interdependent way. And we're going to talk about there's a, there's a serious danger in isolation. Absolutely. What are your thoughts, Jace? Well, I, I think a lot of uh, isolation and fellowship gets distributed in how we are socially, uh, of whether we are looking at ourselves as people that like to be around people or somebody that likes to uh, spend more time at home. And mm-hmm. we uh, like to say, oh, well, I'm um, this kind of person or I'm that kind of person, so I don't like right. to have too much time around these people. And we can end up isolating ourselves. I think the number... Or over-fellowshipping. Exactly. Yes, there's a balance. And I think that why I know based on the word of God is that our number one fellowship has to be with the Lord. The Bible says in, for example, 1 Corinthians 1, 9, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And then the next verse, verse 10, talks about unity and all those types of things. And I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it where people, because they're not in relationship with God, they're not fellowshipping with him. I didn't say they weren't born again. But, but because they don't have that fellowship, they look for that in other people. Therefore, they become codependent instead of interdependent. And codependent is extremely unhealthy. We need to be dependent upon the Lord. For example, in, in a marriage, or you know, if, if I'm codependent upon my wife, then I'm not really in a healthy position to love her because I'm trying to depend on her to, to fulfill my heart, which only the Lord Jesus Christ can do in my personal mm-hmm. relationship with God. And that's really powerful. But, but I've also seen people where they go off and they become isolated. And isolation is extremely dangerous. Why don't we talk about that first? I yeah, got a c- couple yeah. scriptural examples, but you go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before you uh, get into scripture, I'd like to just say that uh, a lot of people that isolate themselves consider themselves introverts. Yes. And they, they say this word and they identify with this word, but they really don't understand it. Right. They, they don't understand that being an introvert is not about isolation. It's about the amount of time that you're able to withstand being in fellowship as compared to an extrovert. Yeah. So isolation typically are introverts that don't understand what being an introvert is. Yeah. Well, I think when you, when you get isolated, that's when the devil can really play with your mind. When the Bible says over in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, that we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. The word devices you could literally be translated mind games. And when, you, when you're not around people, you know, people are work. Let's face it. You know, when, you, when, you, when you're in a relationship, you know, faith for the wounds of a friend, Proverbs says, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. In other words, it, 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 it takes effort to have healthy relationships, but it's worth it, I might add. Yes. And God gives us the grace to do that. Two, an example here. Well, I'll mention one and then I'll, I'll mention another, well, two of them actually. In, uh, in the Gospels, you see the demoniac, for example, in Mark chapter 5, he was isolated. And because he was isolated, he was hurting himself physically. But people can hurt themselves. Like, you know, you've heard of people that get into cutting and and all these other things that are demonic. And Mm. and if you're into that, we have compassion for you. We want you to know that Jesus desires you to be free from that and and has provided the grace for that. But the demoniac, because he was isolated, was hurting himself. 
Uh, the Bible says in James chapter 5, we're to confess our faults one to another and pray one for another that, that we'd be healed. And the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. But one of the reasons we're to confess our faults one to another is so, number one, we can pray for each other, but also so we can remind each other as believers who we are in Christ. And, you know, that's important. That's super important. Another example in the Gospels is John the Baptist, who gave his life for the cause of Christ. You know, he was the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And I'm looking at it here in Matthew chapter 11. And, and, and it's amazing that, that he was having doubts if Jesus was the Messiah. He, John sent some of his disciples to Jesus. Are you the one or look we for another? That's amazing to me that because of his isolated state in his imprisonment, that uh, he began to doubt the purpose he had given his life for. And, and I've discovered we need healthy Godly relationships in the body of Christ, not to be codependent, but to be interdependent. Interdependent, yeah. We get we have to lean on each other, and and we'll fi- we'll find out in many places in Scripture. Uh, but when we're not uh, communing with people, we're not fellowshipping with people. It's usually because some emotional based reason. It's usually offense. yeah, off- offense or uh, shame. Yeah, uh, to uh, fear. Yeah. Uh, that drives you into isolation, what people may think of you or, or how you're feeling at this moment or that moment. Uh, and we're letting our emotions lead us Amen. into isolation. That's so good. That's so good. And uh, this is something I love from First John chapter 1 that I think is just so, so powerful. First of all, I'm going to read verse 7, and then I'm going to back up. And it says, it says, it talks about our walk in First John chapter 1 verse 7. And it says, if, which is a powerful two-letter word, if we walk in the light as he is in the light. And then it begins to describe what that walk in the light looks like. If we walk in the light as he, Jesus, is in the light, this is what it looks like. We have fellowship one with another. And the word fellowship in Greek is koinonia. This is talking about intimate contact one with another. This is not talking about uh, a casual acquaintance. We need to be involved. This is why the church is so important. The, I'm talking about the local assembly, the church, and being able to have fellowship one with another. And I got more on that here in a little bit, but it says, if we walk in the light, First John 1, 7, as he is in the light, we have koinonia fellowship one with another. And it goes on to say, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us, present tense, from all sin. I find that fascinating because I'm thinking if I'm born again, aren't my sins forgiven? Absolutely. But you know, you have a position in Christ, but you and I also have a walk in this life. Yes. And so he's, he's talking about that there. And, and I'm going to let you say something. Then I'm going to show you the context in First John chapter 1 that I find is so amazing. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, it's just I, I would always wonder why it says, uh, actually in First Thessalonians, uh, it says, therefore, let us not sleep. And, and, and it, uh, it'll show in other parts of the Bible of not falling asleep, stay awake. And, and I asked Be myself, alert. I'm like, what does it mean to stay awake? Uh, how do I even stay awake? Mm-hmm. To stay away from not leaning upon the righteousness of Christ. And I'm like, where's the answer to this? Because mm-hmm. if he's telling me to stay awake, he's got to tell me how, how yeah. it's done. And then I stumble across, and there's many other places that you find it in the Bible as well. But the first place that I saw it was just a few scripture, uh, a few uh, verses down, uh, and, and verse eleven it says, "Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another." Mm-hmm. And you see in First Corinthians fourteen it says, "Prophesy, edifying the church, lifting up, uh, uh, 
to prophesy or to exhort one another yep. uh, means to uplift and raise mm-hmm. up. And, and it shows that when one is uh, blessed, we're all blessed. Yep. And one is, uh, is down, we're all down. We're all part of one body, one mind, you know, one Christ. That's what it says in 1 yeah. Corinthians chapter 12. And, and, and man, as you were talking, I am going to get to 1 John 1. <laughs> but I want to say this out of Hebrews chapter 3. It's just so amazing to me. And it says in verse 12 and 13, it says, Take heed, brethren. So he's talking to believers. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. That's amazing. How can that be in a believer? Well, your heart isn't just your spirit, as some people teach. Your heart, your, your spiritual heart is your entire inner man. It's your, your spirit and your soul. So can that be divided? Absolutely. But, but we want it in unity. That's why it says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. You had to be connected with him before you could depart. And then it says, look at the remedy in verse 13 of Hebrews 3. But exhort one another daily. Wow. Mm-hmm. The word exhort is the Greek word parakaleo. It means to call near. It means to summon. Mm-hmm. And that's fascinating to me. Exhort one another how often? Daily. And then it goes on to say, uh, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened. Lest any of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Now this is fascinating. In the Greek... It's not sins. It's the sin. And that sin is of not putting your faith in him, in Jesus, which is in context with the entire book of Hebrews. So it says, exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of the sin of taking your faith out of him. All sins, plural, flow from, flow from the sin of not keeping your faith in him. And that, and, and that's what's going on in the book of Hebrews as they were being tempted to renounce the new covenant to go back under the Mosaic law. But I find it fascinating. And notice it says exhort one another daily. So that means that in, that's involving relationship. It says, thank you, five minutes. It says we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. You know, it, it talks about that in Hebrews 10, 25. You know, we're, we're, that's why we need the assembly. You know, we need one another in a healthy, interdependent way. We need to exhort one another. And and go ahead. I'm yeah, I, ju- I just want to pull out a, a Greek word that I talked to you about uh, in Hebrews eleven six. Um, uh, talked about diligently seeking, and uh, the prefix of that word is ek, which means a close internal connection. Mm-hmm. And that's also in the same word as ecclesia, ek, mm-hmm. ecclesia. Mm-hmm. And it's a close internal connection of those who are called by his name, mm. the church. Mm. It's a close internal connection. Right. How can you have that without having relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's what I wanted to say from First John chapter 4, because he talks about this fellowship. He says in verse 3, he says, That which we have seen and heard, this is the Apostle John speaking, declare we unto thee that you also may have fellowship with us. There it is, koinonia. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father, with this Son, Jesus Christ. In other words, John's saying, we're inviting you into this fellowship with us, but the standard of this fellowship uh, that we're inviting you into is our fellowship with Him. Why am I saying that? Because I've seen it before where people, well, you just need to fellowship with people. And you fellowship around everything but your relationship with the Lord. In fact, I remember my early days as a Christian, and I was single, and I would work all day, and I'd come home, and I just had this desire to seek the Lord. I was, 
you know, like I still do. <laughs> and uh, this constant desire just to know him and to get close to him and to seek him and, and my understanding and all that stuff and renew my mind. And this one guy would come over at night. I don't know how we got connected. I think I met him at church and he just wanted to talk about arrowheads. Well, arrowheads may be interesting, but I could care less. But I'm, that's just me. I mean, there's a lot of things that are interesting that I really don't care about. But that was his passion and whatever. But I didn't want to talk about arrowheads, but he did. And uh, and finally, I you know, he, he got the hint that I wasn't into that. And nothing wrong with arrowheads. That's not the point. The point is, I want a fellowship with people that want a fellowship with the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what's going to pull you up. Malachi chapter 3, verse 16 says, Then they that feared the Lord, they spake often one to another, and, and the Lord hearkened. And it says, A book of remembrance was written before and for those who feared the Lord and thought upon his name. In other words, that's the fellowship that I want a fellowship with him. Amen. What I love about the friends, that close friends that God has given me is that they love the Lord. I mean, they're passionate about the Lord. And, and I mean, I talk to my friends and I'm getting a great Bible teaching every time because they're, they're speaking from their relationship with God. And that's the fellowship we need to rally around. Yes, yes. So and, we don't want to lean away from fellowship into isolation based off of emotional state of mind. Yep. Uh, so first off, we need to get out of our emotions, not be led by them. Right. Uh, be led by truth and let the emotions follow the truth, not what you feel. Yeah. Uh, and then secondly, not fellowshipping just to be around people, mm-hmm. but fellowshipping with the purpose of fellowshipping with our Lord and Savior Absolutely. together as, as, as a group. You know, and, and it goes on in First John uh, uh Chapter 1, verse 3, it talks about fellowship with us. Our fellowship is with him. And in verse 4, it says, And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. That's powerful. God wants our joy full. This then is the message, verse 5, which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we're fellowshipping with him, and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So uh, that darkness, if you study it out, has to do with basically sliding your brothers and sisters in Christ. It means the word, uh, if you read over in first, the next chapter, First John 2, and about verses 6 through 11, and he talks about walking in darkness is, is a hatred towards your brother. It's not just active aggression. It's the Greek word metheo, which means to regard as insignificant or to renounce one choice in favor of another. It just means you don't prioritize the brethren. And, and what did Jesus say? If we walk in love one toward another, for uh, John 13, 34 and 35. By that, verse 35 says, all men will know we're his disciples. And God wants that, uh, that intimate fellowship because mm-hmm. it, it helps us. It's walking in the light. You yeah. know, before we close and you pray us out, Jace, maybe next time we could get into uh, the wrong kind of fellowship. Maybe yeah. we could cover that in next week's broadcast. I think because that would be good. I think it would be great. And Absolutely. So, it's, it's important to know the difference between good and bad fellowship. Absolutely. And, and a key to fellowship is, and, and this we'll get into this more when we do that, I think, is the fellowship are, that you're having, is it calling you up or keeping you the same? Absolutely. That's brilliant, man. We will definitely yeah. get into that. And so, All right. You want to well, pray us out, sir? <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you've shown us today, Lord, for speaking through us and guiding us into all truth, Lord. We just thank you for the ears that are hearing today, that they may not put themselves into isolation, but bring themselves into fellowship with the brethren so that they may fellowship greater with you, Lord, mm. so that they may know your glory mm. and how you're working through them and through their brethren 
brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. And we bless everyone that's hearing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless.